Hello Poppers, this is Lulubelle. Welcome to another episode. It's a bit of a special one, but before I explain why, I am going to introduce your usual host, the fabulous Kaylee. Hey, how you doing? Good, how about you? I'm excited to be here for this little special series that we're going to be embarking on. Yes, and that is going to be a foreign series. Now, as you know, on our website, I usually try to put in some foreign film reviews, but we thought we'd give it a whirl doing an audio version of it. So Kaylee's going to be joining me on this one. And for our very first episode, we are going to cover the film Lady in the Van. You're right. I think I'm about to be taken short. Can I use your lavatory? No. The, the flush is on the blink. I don't mind. Where did she spring from? Last year she was in Gloucester Avenue. Now it's our turn. Miss Shepherd, I bought you some clothes. I only asked for one coat. Green is not my colour. You're on, sweetheart. Don't sweetheart me. I'm dying, possibly. Chin up, love. We all gotta go sometime. Sorry, you can't park here. No, I've, I've had guidance. This is where it should go. Guidance? Who from? The Virgin Mary. I spoke to her yesterday. She was outside the post office. Lady in the Van is a British film, and it came out late in 2015, so it's somewhat recent and this story is based on a book by Alan Bennett and as the title card says a mostly true story. His book later became a play which was produced in the West End and it tells the story of Mary Shepard the very eccentric and homeless elderly woman who ends up living in a rundown van on Bennett's driveway for 15 years and this takes place in the 70s in a suburban neighborhood of London and Alan forms a friendship with Mary though it's a rather begrudgingly friendship I may say. Before I go into my main review, Kaylee, what did you think of it? You just saw it. Yeah, I just watched it last night and I was immediately attracted to it because of Maggie Smith who plays Miss Shepard. She's one of my favorite actresses. I mean, I've always enjoyed her performances and everything she's done, really. But of course, Harry Potter comes to mind. Downton Abbey. This character is a complete 180 from any of these like really strong uh, self-possessed characters that we young people as millennials may recognize mm-hmm. her from. As Miss Shepherd, she's completely, completely, I, I would say almost like delusional is mm-hmm. really the word to describe her. And she is not at all certain about herself. She does a really amazing job at just exhibiting a mind that is tortured, but also someone who's kind of losing their mind a bit. She reminded me in many ways of some family members that I have who are undergoing Alzheimer's and and dementia, things like that. Mm -hmm. And the way she was able to bring that performance, it's like I almost could not separate her performance from the character itself. Like I totally believed her as Miss Shepard because 
But gosh, Maggie Smith, how old is she now? She's 80. And it's just, it's amazing to me that she's still acting and can pull off a performance that is utterly convincing. I mean, that is mm-hmm. the sign of a true master of the craft. Oh, and Maggie yeah. Smith has that. Now, th- that's just my review of Maggie Smith. But the film on the whole, it, it surprised me in more ways than one. I thought it was just going to be a simple story that looked at... This eccentric woman who happened to live in uh, Alan Bennett's driveway, essentially. Yeah, but it's so much more than that. It was. And at first, there, there's a section in there where it's like, I thought Alan Bennett had a twin brother. And it took me a, quite a while, actually, <laughs> to figure out, wait a minute. He's talking to himself. You're actually getting mm-hmm. to see his inner self portrayed. For the longest time, I, I I did not quite realize that until I think about halfway through the film. I'm like, wait a minute. There's no acknowledgement of him having a brother. So like, but it was played so convincingly that I didn't know what to make of it. Uh, maybe I missed the cue, <laughs> which wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> well, for some weird reason, I kind of got it right off the bat. Within the first scene, I, I thought, oh, he's talking to himself. I don't know why, because that usually doesn't happen. I'm usually the last person to find out about a twist like that. But for this one, I, I don't know. I just felt it automatically. I was like, he's talking to himself. Yeah, for, for me, I kind of missed it. And so it was making the film a little bit more quirky and bizarre. But that's what I love about British films. The, the culture and everything about it is so different. And the humor is just, it's dry. It's clever. And I, I lived in mm-hmm. London, so I also find a lot of bits and tidbits really humorous, like the idea of being timid, <laughs> never really saying what you you mean. Um, but if you're mad, it's like you just kind of stuff it all in, which was what's happening with Alan Bennett. It's like he, he didn't really like Miss Shepard, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it was a begrudging friendship because he didn't really want to be in this friendship, but he was somewhat forced into it exactly and it was just fascinating to and then it, it, like the, the lines were blurred where w- what was factual and what was actual particularly at the end of the film i was like wait a minute okay so now all of this is clearly uh, n- no longer clearly not true <laughs> yeah and while there are moments when he's talking to his writer self he says that didn't happen and he's like it's okay well, that didn't happen either But it works with the story. Yes. He took some liberties, but I don't think that it changed the story. Guess I didn't really mind. Well, I didn't mind any of that either. That and that's what I think I liked about this film because I couldn't. I didn't quite know where it was going. Every time I thought I had it figured out, it went in a different direction. And it was a great commentary on so many levels of just well British society and how they handle charity. I don't know if any of our listeners have been to Europe or to England in particular, but they're always asking for charity money for various causes and people are out there with their little buckets and they do similar things here in the US but they're like everywhere in Europe and yet Mm -hmm. there's this weird dichotomy at least in Britain where it's like if you see somebody who's actually begging on the street like your neighbor who's suffering it's there's a lot of the times this like I don't want to look at you mentality which I think it happens here in the US too but Maggie Smith she refuses to be ignored (laughs) essentially there's a scene talking about the whole begging it's toward the beginning of the movie she's on the street in front of a bank and she's on the floor and she's selling pencils and i think she's selling something else and someone comes up to her and just yells at her beggar and she 
in, in pure Maggie Smith, she just like looks indignant. <laughs> yeah, she looks so indignant and says, I am not a beggar. I am self-employed. And I could not stop laughing after that. I thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. And I loved her spunk about it, too. Yes. The reason why she was derelict, I mean, it becomes clear further further along in the film. It's not that she was fallen on hard times necessarily. It's like a self-imposed penance. She lives out of this van and doesn't, she doesn't want to accept charity either. It's funny because the British people, they, they feel kind of obligated to give, even though they may be uncomfortable with it or labeling it as such. Uh, because all the neighbors in Camden Town where... She has taken up residence in Holland mm-hmm. Bennett's driveway. The neighbors want to try and care for her and bring her food, but she's very ungrateful about it. She's like, I'm a very busy woman. <laughs> it's, yeah. And so it's 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 an interesting dichotomy, an interesting look at just human nature, really. Mm-hmm. Something that I feel like we don't always get to see in the broader or not broader, but in the wider film markets, but particularly in Hollywood these days. Mm-hmm. This is why I love for foreign and independent films in particular because you get to explore these smaller yet closer to the heart stories and she does such a marvelous job with the character and fun fact this is actually the third time that she plays the character of mary shepherd she played it in in a theater production of it and then in 2009 again for the bbc they did a version of lady in the van as well Mm. So it's fun knowing that she's so close to this character, which is why she so perfectly does it in the movie. She's been with this character for so long now. Mm-hmm. And the character in, in itself, she's ungrateful, she's uncompromising, she's cantankerous, but yet you can help but feel for her, or at least I did. She might be this woman who never says thank you, refuses help, even when you try to help her, yet there's something about her that makes you kind of like her. See my mother. Oh, how is she? The same. She doesn't remember me now. Well, not surprised she doesn't see you very often. Will you write about me? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I've heard you on the wireless. Does she know that? Well, how can she? She doesn't know who she is. Yeah, that's what you think. Using your mother. You should be ashamed of yourself. You write about her all the time, one way or another. You use your mother. That's what writers do. Me next, I suppose. Well, you know, I think it's interesting because it's a commentary. The story is set in the 70s and 80s, but it still can be very apropos today is, is, you know, how do we help people who have mental issues? Clearly, she she had, had fallen into having some mental issues. I mean, you can't live derelict in a van for, mm-hmm. you know, 15 to 20 odd years because who knows how long she was living in the van prior to actually living in Alan's driveway. <laughs> right, right, right. Because backtracking a little bit, we start off in the film with her running away from the police. Now, she has apparently run over someone. We don't really know. We just see a splatter of blood and a crushed windshield. And then all of a sudden we see and hear these other characters talking about how she's been going from neighborhood to neighborhood, um, staying for days or maybe weeks in, in the street in her van. And so that comes with it a lot of these like guilt issues, like 
Does she really kill someone? Is she running away? What is she running from? So we can kind of understand and see why she is the way that she is and why she's become very standoffish. So we see why she's like that. And then we also see why that personality None of these people want her to stay there. And yet at the same time, they're kind of intrigued by her. They want to know more about her. Because we see that a lot of Alan's neighbors end up stopping by and talking to her a lot of the time. Yeah, they they don't ignore her at all. They they are curious, but it, it's like that morbid, like animal in the zoo kind of thing and the, the you really <laughs> mm-hmm. see the classes system at its best the british classes system where they're they're always kind of gossiping about each other no less i mean alan's mm-hmm. neighbors gossip about him and what he's up to and trying to find him a girl but i i would like to actually talk about alex jennings who played alan bennett and, and his character he was a very interesting kind of mousy guy like the, the, he was a perfect foil to miss shepherd because he was so full of his own issues anyways yeah i mean he talks to himself he has a visual representation of the other half of his head or mind (laughs) yeah it's like it's sitting there in the chair that's what was throwing me off because it it was just like so there's another person in the room and for me like i said i just like i must have missed the cue that it was his his other half because i thought it was like supposed to be his twin brother (laughs) but he 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 talks to each other then he's he's got mother issues because interestingly enough his mother's on the decline and he actually Mm -hmm. puts her in a home and yet Mm -hmm. he lets maggie smith stay in his driveway so there's this weird dichotomy going on in his mind like is he doing the right thing by his mother he's got his own guilt uh there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of guilt in this film all around quite honestly a lot of the characters have it so it was interesting you know to see him struggle with that and struggle with okay well i i gotta have human decency and help this woman who obviously needs help but he only just does just enough you know just lets her live in his driveway and occasionally run in to use his laboratory (laughs) After which he proceeds to clean the place meticulously. Yes, like with bleach and everything. So he's not hes not a cheerful giver by any means. But then again, I feel like all, a lot of us could probably relate to that. Like who, who is a perfect charitable person? It's Those people are, are the gems in our society. And a lot of this, even though it seems kind of dark and glum, there's so much humor in this film. There is. I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. Because it has a certain playfulness to it. Where it's not necessarily dark. It has some very realistic and sad things themes but it doesn't become depressing no it's it's life it it's just real life uh and that that's what i love about this film is that it it accurately captures the good and the bad and the whimsical i'm always a big fan of films with a bit of whimsy in it and this one definitely does have whimsy in it and it's just on so many levels so fascinating and it's a film I say it's a definitely must see particularly if you're a fan of Maggie Smith or just British films in general. Yeah same here it kind of reminded me a little bit of another film that she did a few years ago called Keeping Mum. I didn't see that one. Oh it's fantastic she also plays this kind of weird whimsical eccentric feisty character. I definitely recommend you go out and look for it. I will add it to my list. 
So now on to our star rating. Kaylee, what did what would you give it? I I really enjoyed this film, mainly because again it, it had surprises in it for me. It kept me on my toes. The acting was superb, the writing was clever and witty, and it it just was brilliant all around. So I'm giving it four out of five stars. Same with me. I'm giving it four out of five stars. This is one of those films where you can go into it and actually kind of learned something about it specifically about how to deal with some people and I love that it had such great humor in between all of those like really serious moments I love the scene where she she's on a wheelchair and then she decides to just roll down the hill in the neighborhood there's a certain kind of childish personality to her in a way so I really liked all of that and like you said I agree the writing was superb so four stars for me so that's it for our first foreign flick series you can find out more about what we're going to be reviewing next on our website as well as see other written interviews and reviews up on popcornfanfilmreviews.weebly.com we have our guest writer, Eric Munganast, from Boston, who's submitted some more reviews this week. So you could definitely go there and check that out. And as always, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.